than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff is bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I am Heather Wagonhals, flanked by my trifecta. I've got my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Howdy, folks. And I also have our director of operations in from our California office. Carrie, say hello. So we are dialed in, and we are all here to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Today's key is our second key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. That will be Take Action, Make Assessment. Our moolah word of the day, selected by none other than the fabulous Carrie herself, and that would be about saving. So we're going to learn a new phrase for saving in this new year because we are celebrating 2014 with a mad passion. We also have Minutes on Your Money, written by the darling and effervescent, ever-popular, super-good-looking and intelligent Carrie. Seven ways to save in this new year. If you were thinking about money, you like that, huh, Michael? (laughs) I'm almost feeling like a tinge of jealousy because I don't talk about you that way. No, I don't. Oh, okay, good. I I don't go there. All right, good. All right. But uh, uh, just in case, I still love you dearly because, like, you're here, you know, she's off doing the California thing. You know, she's got to have her latte. She's in by noon, maybe does a little work till two, you know, that sort of deal. And and you're here sticking it out every day with me. Yeah, I'm a real social butterfly. You're in the trenches. You're in the trenches. You're doing the dirty work. You're making it happen. Uh, so we have also a great trivia question based on last week's show, Acceptance and Affirmation. And I'm going to throw you a bone since we had an abbreviated one that uh, I'm going to make the trivia question easy so everyone can be a winner. And then we have our covered call expert, Mike Scanlon, on today's show as our guest. And as always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members are automatically entered in our weekly giveaways, but if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. Now, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the broadcast. We always base our trivia question on a previous show. So for those of you who are regular listeners, it's super easy. You just got to pick your brain from last week. And if not, never fear, unlockyourwealthradio.com is here. All you have to do is go download that episode because questions don't have to be answered live here on the broadcast because you can email in and still win just in case you're listening from a podcast and, you know, nobody answered correctly. You still might be able to walk away with cool stuff. So this week's trivia question is, 
in the affirmation process that we talk about, there are a certain number of P's. And that would be blank P's for affirmation success. So how many P's are in the affirmation process? How many P's? Is it one? Is it two? Is it more? Is it four, five, or six? Who knows? But if you know, you can call in, chat in, or email in to win. All you have to do to call in is dial 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. That's toll-free, by the way. You can chat in in our live chat plugin that is finally working. Hi, I'm here. Come visit. Or you can email in to win to trivia at you. YWRadio.com. That's trivia at UYWRadio.com. Now, if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner because listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio can get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial from Audible. All you have to do is check out their service. So visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book. And you too can walk away a winner from today's episode. So we have uh, minutes on your money. And, and so we're into the second week of the new year here. And so hopefully you have stuck with your affirmations. But if you are looking for more ways to save, Carrie has seven specific ways for you to save money in the new year. The first is to set a goal. So if you want to identify what it is that you are working toward, you need to figure out specifically how much is it that you want to save. So we recommend 10% of your paycheck. And maybe you might want to have a specific dollar amount that you set aside each week or each month. But if it's not specific, it's going to be harder for you to achieve. So you got to kind of make a commitment to it. So you got to first visualize it, see how much that is. Then you need to write it down. But let me tell you, and let me ask you, Michael, are you worth 10 cents? You bet. Okay, so uh, you'd be willing to set aside a dime for every dollar, wouldn't you? Sure. Okay, and Carrie, you remember now from last week, you know, Mark Victor said, you know, save first and then spend the rest. And if you think about it, if we use the power of compound interest, which we learned about, that was our word, our moolah word of the day last week. And if we use compound interest to get there, we can save less now and still enjoy our money, because that's usually everybody's complaint. I don't want to save. What if I don't live that long? I want to live for today, right? Sure. So, it, so you can still live for today, but, you know, I mean, 90 cents is still 90 cents, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's, what's a dime? So, so and, and if it's a dime is too much, like Mark said when, when he did the example, he just took half of it away. Remember, so he asked me how much I thought I could save if I was 25, and I said, I could probably save 100 bucks a month. He goes, well, then just start with 50. Right. So if you think a dime is too much, just start with half. Set aside a nickel out of every dollar. And, you know, it just starts with one and create that momentum. Yeah. And once you get that first nickel, then, then it becomes a quarter, and then it works its way to a dollar, and then $5, and then it just, you get excited when you start seeing those numbers grow. So you just got to make a commitment to it and identify them, write them down, and revisit those goals so you can remember what it is that you're working toward. Here's a great one. 
that uh, Carrie came up with, round up your purchases. So each time you make a purchase and pay with cash, round up to what the next nearest dollar would be and save that difference. So I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I know that a lot of marketing angles, when you go to the grocery store, these charities are saying, do you want to round up for charity? Well, how about the charity of me? Yeah. Like make you the number one nonprofit entity in your life. Yeah. You know, and I just think of what airplane stewardesses say, you know, when you get going, you know, they say in the event of a loss of cabin pressure, what happens? Your oxygen mask will drop from the ceiling. Affix your mask first before helping others. So we got to pay ourselves first. We got to take care of ourselves first before we can help others. So instead of rounding up for charity, round up for you. Yay! Right? Put it in a piggy bank. Put it in a piggy bank. And then, you know what's so funny? I was just talking with one of the security guards um, that walk around this park where, where the dog and I go. And he was saying that he doesn't, you know, those coin stars and those machines that sort it, they charge you an ungodly amount of money. He just takes it all to the bank. He doesn't even roll it. I have like one of those machines that'll like sort it and roll it all I'll nice for you. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll roll it out. But you know, you know, he uh, he just takes it in. He goes, they got those hoppers that, that sort it like the casinos do. And he goes, I just take it all to them. They get mad, but whatever. That's what they're paid to do, right? Count my money. Yeah. So then you just drop it in, and and before you know it, it grows. Yeah. It's so awesome. Uh, so this is one of my favorite ones. Make it family fun. One of the toughest things that happens to us when we have financial goals is that our families become our biggest saboteurs and it's on accident because we don't include them. So for this third uh, money-saving tip, make it family fun. Allow your children and spouse in on your financial goals and identify three ways they can help you reach those goals. So if it's like saving for, you know, Disneyland for the summer, get everybody excited about it. So whenever they have change, they all put it like in a community piggy bank. Supporting your family will help you achieve your financial goals. And as a bonus, you're doing it together as a family. And it'll also give you that accountability, especially with kids and that I want starts, you know, mommy, I want, mommy, I want. And like they always strategically place that crap that's easy for kids to pick up at the cash register. So their sticky fingers like end up with all these candies and things and all the stuff that they certainly don't need for their health, but let alone for your the health of your pocketbook. So you can just remind them, say, you can have candy now or Disneyland later. And that makes it real concrete for them. Now they're like, oh, now I know why I need to save. Okay, I'll put that back, mommy. So uh, switch to generic products. And, you know, this is a funny one because a lot of people don't realize that the people that manufacture the name brands usually manufacture the generic stuff too. So pick three to five items in your home. This is simple. If you're like, if you still have to be a brand hog and that's like important to you, just choose three to five items in your home that you can start purchasing in the generic variety. Things like cereal, cleaning supplies, or even shampoo. Go through your home and see what products you can switch out. Those little savings will add up at the end of the month. Now, this is a big one for some people. Um, and uh, and I think this is funny, um, this next one, because, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I wanted to be rich enough so I, that I could go out to eat whenever I want. And it seems like with my schedule and my husband's schedule, it's like that I never eat at home. And it's like a luxury to eat at home. Yeah. But 
cook more, eat out less. Going out to eat can seem easy, but it's very hard on your bank account. Instead of picking up the quick chicken sandwich that costs seven bucks, purchase a package of grilled chicken at the store that costs seven dollars and feed an entire family of four for the same moolah. How about number six? It's okay to go out on an occasional buying fast. So choose one week a month where you go on a buying fast. Now, this is kind of a clever idea, Carrie. I I never even thought about this. You know, I mean, I I do health fasts, you know, for, you know, better health and well-being to give my digestive system a a chance to get caught up after porking out for the holiday. (laughs) You know, you kind of just take like a day to cleanse. But what if you could cleanse out like your your wallet and get the garbage and all the receipts out and actually have money left over. So I think this one's a pretty good one. Go on a buying fast. Choose a week, a month where you don't buy anything. You can't spend a dime during the week. No clothes, no drive-through or non-necessity purchases. So if you need shaving cream, okay. That's like a necessity. Milk, yeah. All right. Ding-dongs, no. Ding-dongs are a luxury. So keep this total separate so you can pocket some serious cash, you know. So it, all you have to do is take your receipts from the fasting week and compare them to a non-fasting week, and you'll see the money you save. And just make sure that you pocket the difference because if you don't get that out of your wallet and in your bank account growing, earning money, It's just a reallocation of assets. I love that when people say, but I saved on my club card at the grocery store. I saved like $70. But if you just go blow it at the next store, it's not savings. In business, in accounting, they would call that a reallocation of the assets. (laughs) So it don't count, right, from my accounting MBA, Chiquita? Yeah, not bad for a girl that doesn't have a college degree. Uh, And last but not least, this is the one thing that ruins every diet and every budget, and that is forsaking your own needs. So last but not least, remember to reward yourself. So often we reward ourselves by purchasing things, but instead reward yourself when you achieve various goals during your savings adventure. This way, like after a week of accomplishing a buying fast, reward yourself with a free movie at the library or download some free books or games to your iPhone or iPad or Kindle or like some of us who are Android kids sitting here as a minority amongst the iKool-Aid drinkers <laughs> that I'm sitting with. But these are just several of the many ways that you could possibly save for the new year. Try these money-saving tips on and see what a difference they can make on your budget in 2014. And visit the website at www.unlockyourwealthradio.com and comment on uh, Carrie's article. So those are just seven. I'm sure that you have other ways that you've come up with to help save. So why don't you share your tips? We have so much more in store coming up for you. Remember Moolah Word of the Day and our key and our guest, Mike Scanlon. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah. Heather Wagon Halls in time for the moolah word of the day, or in this case, moolah phrase, courtesy of Carrie Cathy. And that would be savings club for this week. And the savings club is a type of savings account used for a particular purpose. You like that? Particular? The old, the old Christmas club. I know. So the most common type is a Christmas club account in which funds are accumulated throughout the year and made available sometime before Christmas. Contributions to a savings club may be made automatically by withdrawals from other accounts. Now, if you go back into last season, which would also be last year, and think about our key uh, no seasonal exceptions, and that was right after we broke our budget, We didn't want seasonal exceptions to become a problem, and so we created our holiday savings and spending planner. And now is a good time to sit down and think about all of them expenses for next year. Well, I guess later this year, since we're already in 2014. So it just it's going to be here in 11 months. I mean, you're going to sneeze, you're going to blink, you know, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. I mean, your kid was born yesterday, right? And now they're graduating like in three weeks. You're like, what? Where did it go? Where'd the time fly? So it's now is a good time to set up your Christmas club account if that's your intent. But maybe you want to set up some sort of a, a savings program for your kid's college education after, of course, you set up your retirement, pay yourself first, your 10 cents to you, and then you can save and spend the rest of that 90 cents. And so this is a great way to have your seasonal spending account or if you're saving up, if you know, like my brother just had a baby and stuff, so you know when people get knocked up <laughs> that you've got about nine months before it comes or, well, depending on when they tell you, you know, you got, you've got months to save up for the baby shower, diapers and all that stuff. So if you want to contribute to that cause, then you have plenty of time to save up. So you can use these savings clubs for all sorts of stuff. But the most common is Christmas. So thank you, Carrie, for our moolah word of the day. 
And I am so excited to kick off our new season. This is our second show in, and we have, getting right to the point of investing, our covered call writer. Uh, Mike Scanlon is our guest today, and he has had successful careers in software engineering and the business world, as well as internet businesses. He's had 10 years of software engineering in Silicon Valley and followed by four years of investment banking and six years of venture capital experience. In 2009, he created Born to Sell, a website dedicated specifically to covered call investors. He has personally used the covered call strategy for 30 years and decided it was time to create a set of modern web-based tools to help investors screen for covered call candidates as well as manage their existing covered call positions to maximize monthly income. Born to Sell is a subscription-based service, and it's the best-of-breed software tools for covered call investors. Now, if you think that I have been speaking in Chinese this whole time, no problem, because our interpreter is going to be here. So, Mike Scanlon, welcome to the broadcast. We're so glad to have you with Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Thanks, Heather. Pleased to be here. Now, I used to be a trader, and I remember, you know, puts, calls, straddles. I remember all sorts of things that that we had to learn in uh, in uh, our our stockbroker class, and all of the rules and everything. And they never really taught us how those things made people money. And it wasn't until I remember getting some tape series for some guy that promoted um, covered calls that I actually learned that you know there are other ways to make money in the stock market. And I'm a big proponent of income and cash flow. And holding a stock for value that doesn't always throw off a dividend doesn't really give you that cash flow unless you sell it. But there's another way to make money in the stock market and create income, isn't there? There sure is. Yeah, it covered calls. It's a very popular option trading strategy. Now, how do covered calls work? Sure. So it's a covered call investment or trade is a two-part investment. The uh, first part is where you buy stock, typically 100 shares. And then the second part is you sell a call option against that stock. And the call options generally control 100 shares. So you'd sell one call option against 100 shares of stock. And Maybe I should explain a little bit about what a call option is. Would that be helpful? Or oh yes, okay. Because so so an yeah. Explain to us what an option is versus uh, an actual stock or a bond or something like that. Sure. So an option is a tradable security. It's an investable asset. It's traded on the exchanges just like stocks. There are market makers, and they have a bid price and an ask price just like stocks. And there's two kinds. There's a call option and a put option. The call option gives the buyer of the call option the right to buy stock at a certain price by a certain date. And a put option is the opposite. It's the right to sell stock on a certain date at a certain price. So in a covered call example, uh, you would be selling a call option to someone else. And options have an expiration date and what's called a strike price, which is the price at which the stock has to be above in order for the option to be exercisable. And I'll give you an example. Let's imagine you had a January 50 call option on a stock XYZ. That means that on the third Friday in January, because all options expire on the third Friday, if XYZ stock is above 
$50 a share, the person who uh, owns that call option can exercise the option and acquire the stock for $50 a share. So let's say the stock is up at 54 or 55 the option holder can say, I would like to exercise my option and buy it at 50 And he paid money previous to that point in time to have that right. Mm-hmm. Now, the seller, the seller of the option is on the other side of that trade. He's the one who sold the option to the option holder, and he received money the day he sold that option, and he took on the obligation or the responsibility that he may have to deliver shares at the strike price, in this case $50 a share, on or before the third Friday in January. Now, he already owned the stock to do that, so if the option is exercised, he can deliver the shares because he already had the shares at the start of the trade. Okay. So it's kind of like if I buy, you know, um, a stock at 10 bucks a share, I could sell calls at $12 a share, and if the market moves in such a way um, that it goes up and somebody, um, it goes over 10, or I'm sorry, it goes over 12, then um, they can make me, because they paid me, the privilege of buying that from me at that $12 price, I'd have to sell it. That's right. Yeah, the day that, in your example, you own stock at $10 and you sell a call option with a strike price of 12 in exchange for that, you receive money today. It's called premium or option premium. So someone pays you money, maybe a dollar per share today, uh, to have the right so that they can buy your stock at $12 later. Now, if the stock never hits $12 or it's below $12 when the option expires, then you get to keep that option premium, that dollar a share that you sold the option for. You still keep your stock. The option has expired, and now you can do it again for the following month. So as long as the option stays below your strike price, and you can determine what that strike price is month to month, you know, you'll receive income every month in the form of this option premium and still keep your stock. Now, one month, if the stock goes up above your strike price that you set, uh, you could lose your stock, and in exchange, you'd receive cash equal to the strike price per share. Okay. So that person could make me sell it to them. That's right. In your example, if your $10 stock goes to 15, uh, you sold a call option with a strike of 12, but you're only going to get $12 a share for your stock, even though it's currently trading at 15, plus the dollar per share you got you know, for the option. So effectively, you sold your stock for 13, uh, and the stock's now at 15. So you didn't do as well as you could have. You ended up putting a cap on your upside by doing this trade. But in exchange for the upside cap, you did receive the dollar per share uh, in option premium. And had the stock not gone above 12, that option would have expired worthless. You would have kept the dollar per share. And then you could sell another option, maybe at a different strike, for the following month and get some additional option premium for that second month. Right. But the nice thing about that is because the stock market is always in flux, if if uh, if I did have to sell it while well, I didn't get the 15, I got the money up front and I knew what my out was. So so I preserved a return that that I might not have had cuz like what if you know what if I'm not paying attention that day what if like I'm in meetings and I don't see that the price went to 15 and I didn't get a chance to sell it and then you know I see that it's at 15 today but then the market opens and there's some crappy news the next day and now it goes to 9 I lost my return anyway 
Well, that's right. And there's two other cases that we should talk about. We just discussed the case where the option, the stock goes above the strike price that you set. There's another case where it sort of stays flat and a third case where it goes down. And in both of those two cases where it's flat or it goes down, you still keep the dollar and option premium and you keep your stock. So it, the option premium provides a little semblance of downside protection in the event that the stock is just going sideways or maybe it goes down a little bit. Because if it drops from 10 to 9, you actually break even because you receive that $1 for selling that option. So it reduces my cost basis kind of in a way. That's right. And you can do it every month. So over time, imagine you do this for two years and you receive 24 option premiums, you know, once per month. You know, you can lower your basis quite a bit by selling calls against the stock you own. Wow. That's, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know why I haven't had you on before because, you know, I'm a big income generation type of person and that's one of the reasons why I like income producing assets like real estate because every month you get a check, you have cash flow from it. And when you just buy stocks for appreciation, you know, you kind of, you know, you hope it goes up over time, but there's a completely other way to make money that's kind of, for the risk-averse people, a great way to generate income today. And what I'd like to do is talk about now, when we get back from the break, how do we even begin to pick those types of stocks that we want to write covered calls on? Because that's a job in and of itself. You know, you open that paper and you need your reading glasses because it's like Bible-sized print when you, when you go to look at all those stock symbols and you don't even know... Like, what should I do? How should I pick the stocks? I can't read these symbols. What, what does that mean? The plus, the minus, and, and where am I supposed to be on all of this? So um, let's talk about how we can do that after the break. You are listening to Mike Scanlon on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more coming up after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. 
Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall, and I am joined today by Covered Call expert and BornToSell.com creator, Mike Scanlon, and we are talking about income streams. And uh, Mike, before the break, I kind of brought up the the real estate analogy, and, and that was one of the things that people you know, who want to be able to make money but have cash flow and and look for income streams, think of the stock market as kind of a way that they appreciate wealth and that it's not something that, you know, know, the buy and hold philosophy has kind of been popularized. And so this is another way writing covered calls to create an income stream. Well, that's right. And there's a couple of ways to get cash flow out of the stock market that are similar to the real estate. One is dividends. You can buy some blue chip stocks and they might pay you 3% a year in, in dividends. But selling call options against your stock is very similar to owning real estate and collecting rent. Essentially, you're owning the stock and each month you are selling a call option against it to receive current income or cash flow that month. And many people view owning shares that you're renting out by selling a call against them the same as owning real estate and collecting rent checks every month, kind of a similar concept. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I get why we, you know, write calls. Why would somebody want to buy a call? What, what, what makes that, why are these so attracted to them that they're going to come buy these things from me each and every month? Sure. So the buyers of the call options are generally more risk-loving individuals than the sellers of call options who are more risk-averse. The buyers are hoping for a a quick, short-term win. Because the options have a short lifetime, um, they they have some that are as little as one week, but, you know, typically they're a couple of months. Most commonly held are probably two or three months long. And those people are putting up a few hundred dollars to control 100 shares, hoping that the stock will shoot up before their option expires. And if it does, they have a chance to get three times or five times their money uh, in a you know one or two months period of time. And that's attractive, but it's kind of like gambling. The better trade is to be on the other side of that and to sell these call options uh, to those people where time is on your side. You're no longer fighting against the clock, but you're kind of watching the clock go, collecting this call premium every day. And 75% of all the options that are sold that are held and held until expiration end up expiring out of the money or expiring worthless. So three-quarters of the time, you're better off selling these things than buying them. So it's kind of a winner's game to be a seller of options, which is why our website is called Born to Sell. The intention is you are born to sell options to other people. Yeah. So I mentioned before the break, all right, so this sounds like a great idea. So I'm in. And now what do I do? Because there's only, what, a bazillion stocks in the stock market for me to look at? And how do I know which one's the right one? And how how does somebody go to analyze a stock for that? Well, there are thousands of stocks. There's, I think there's 3,500 publicly traded stocks in the U.S. And there's even more options because each option has a strike price and an expiration date. And so when you consider all the combinations of strikes and expiration dates and underlying stocks, there's something like a quarter million possible covered calls that you could do. So it's a daunting task because most people, for proper diversification, you know, you want to have five or ten of these going at one time. 
And so how do you reduce 250,000 choices down to five or ten that you can actually do? And that's where our software comes into play because it's, it's too much to do manually. So you use a software tool like ours at borntosell.com where you can layer on filters and say, okay, I'm not interested in stocks that might have an earnings release prior to the option expiration date because those are highly volatile events. In order to remove volatility, I want you to remove all the covered calls where there's an earnings risk before option expiration. Secondly, okay, so that's say, one of the things that we need to look for is is what what could create volatility where I would lose this stock and not be able to continue to write options on it, right? That's right. Okay. Earnings can move a stock up or down 20%, and that's too much volatility for a covered call investor. Okay. All right. And that information is publicly available? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, all the companies announce in advance when they're going to announce earnings, and the option expiration calendar is fixed uh, years in advance. So you just compare the two dates, or you can have software compare the two dates and just say eliminate options where there's an earnings release you know, prior to the option expiration date. And that eliminates the whole set of, of the universe of covered calls right there. Okay. Um, what's another uh, factor that we should look for when, um, the, when we're considering a particular uh, stock for our portfolio of writing these covered calls? Sure. Um, covered call investing, like buy and hold investing, is, is one where you want to only buy stocks that you like. You're not just buying it for the purpose of writing call options against it, but you fundamentally like the company. So general conservative investing rules, you know, you want to stick to sort of blue chip, large market cap, you know, the bigger companies, probably ones that pay a little dividend, they're more stable. Uh, you don't want to invest in like little tiny biotech companies that are waiting for an FDA approval on some medical therapy, uh, you know, that's really a volatile uh, kind of entity, and, and you don't want to be investing in those. And, you know, like I said, you want to have five or ten of these in different market sectors. So you want to have maybe a financial stock, a technology stock, maybe a, a healthcare stock, an industrial, kind of spread your money around different industry sectors. But because covered calls require you to own 100 shares of the stock before you can write the call, Many people don't have enough money to buy 100 shares of 10 different stocks. So there's another thing called an ETF or an exchange-traded fund, which is a basket of stocks. So in one, it's like a mutual fund, but it trades like a stock. So maybe there's 100 different stocks in a single ETF. So you can buy 100 shares of an ETF and then write a call option against that ETF. And that's really good for smaller accounts. It helps them get diversification. And it removes what we call single stock risk because if one of those 100 stocks that's in the ETF blows up, it's not going to tank the ETF because there's 99 other stocks in that basket. Right. So you don't get as much volatility out of the ETF. That's why I like buying multifamily housing for my rental properties for that same reason because the likelihood of me having 10 tenants get up and walk out at one time is is not likely. But if I have a single family resident and that one family's gone, now now I've got a problem as I have 100% of my asset unrented versus just a smaller vacancy rate. So that's a great... That's a great way to look at it, you know, and, and for the for those who are risk averse and looking for income, that's yet another layer of, you know, protection to mitigate their risk. Or if they're just new to it, they can get involved and they can, you know, avoid getting burned badly because they picked out of the, all of those 250,000 possible combinations, the one that tanks. <laughs> right. 
you know. And 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 like you said, I like the whole smaller in um, too makes a big difference. Um, so. So these are some of the things, you know, are there any other factors that I'm looking for when I go to write these covered calls so, so I don't want any, you know, earnings announcements and I want to, um, uh, to to help mitigate risk and I want something that's bigger, more blue chip, but yeah, you know, like at a $300 a share, you know, that, that might be a little hard for me to buy a hundred of those shares to start writing these things. So that that, exactly. that that could be a challenge. What else do I kind of want to be looking for? Well, um, some of our filters include things like stock price. So you can set a filter on our site that says don't show me anything more than $20 a share, and so you won't see you know the expensive stocks. Uh, you also want to consider uh, the amount of uh, shares that are traded in a day, the number of option contracts that exist for that stock. You don't want to trade things that are very thinly traded because they'll have very wide bid and ask spreads. And our filters are set that the default values eliminate the thinly traded small stocks from, from the universe. If you really want to find them, you can change the filters to find them. But by default, we kind of keep you in the universe of, of large uh, dividend-paying stocks. Another thing to look for, in addition to risk reduction, is how do I goose the returns a little bit? And there's a way to say, I want to buy a stock that's going to pay a dividend prior to the option expiration. So I want an ex-dividend date prior to the option expiration date, so I get both the dividend and the option income. And we have a way for you to screen those as well. It's kind of double dipping. You get two sources of income on the same trade. So, you know, with all these things to look for, how many factors are there that you need to be considering as an individual who is thinking about this? Well, if you're a beginner, I would suggest, you know, stick to some of the ETFs because those are less volatile instruments. You'll get used to the mechanics of the trade, and you really can't go too wrong unless you pick, like, a a single uh, strategy ETF. Like, GLD is, is the gold ETF. It literally owns one thing, which is gold. So you don't really get the diversification that other ETFs provide. You know, this, the sector spider ETF, there's nine of them. They all begin with the letter X, like XLF, XLE. Um, they split the universe into nine baskets. But if you stick to those nine sector ETFs, uh, you can't go too far wrong. Also, we have on our site a list of the top 10 most commonly held covered calls across all of our members. So you can look at that list as an idea generator. And if you pick something from that list, at least you won't be traveling too far from the herd and getting yourself into something that's really, you know, bizarre or risky. So so following the crowd mentality can work for you when you do the covered calls is what you're saying? Well, most of those options are going to probably expire out of the money. That's what the general covered call investor is looking for. So it's a pretty – and they're largely um, dividend-paying, you know, blue-chip stocks that are on that list. So you're dealing with quality and you're following a lot of other people who've been doing covered calls longer than you, and that's what they've chosen. It's, it's generally a pretty safe thing to get involved with. And you're going to make more money than if you just buy and hold. So a lot of those stocks are things that you'd be comfortable holding in your retirement account for 10 or 20 years and receiving dividends. By selling calls against them, you can at least double the dividend yield and probably do better. So if a stock is paying 3% a year in dividends, you know, you can get another 3 or 4% a year from the call income, and now you have a blue-chip stock that's paying you 6 or 7% a year. That's a pretty good animal to be involved with. 
Okay. Now, your software has how many different filters that people can use, like when they go in there and, 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 and look around and start doing this? How, how many different features or filters can you put on a or parameters that you can regulate on your, your program at your website? So we have about 20, but you really only need to deal with three or four. We give you access to the others, so in case you want to micromanage and, and tweak, you know, they're set to keep you out of trouble by default. But if you want to go into the riskier situations, you can change those. You have full control. Mostly people will set the expiration date, which is, you know, how long do I want to be in this trade? Is it one month or two months? So you just have a slider to set your date, and then you say, uh, do I want the stock price to be a certain range, so you know, $10 to $30 or whatever your range is for the stock price. And then lastly, a, a thing called moneyness, which measures how this, the relationship of the strike price of the option relative to the stock price that you're buying. And do you want to sell an option that's very far away from the current stock price? for, you know, right at this current stock price or even below the current stock price, which is even more conservative. So you, with those three controls, you can get to about 80% of the answer. And the list that comes up after you've set those the way you want is really a starting point to start doing some diligence and homework because we don't make trade recommendations. We never tell you what to buy. We say, here are a bunch of things that match the criteria that you've selected. And then we set the default criteria in a smart way to re- eliminate a lot of risky situations. So you at least start looking at a list of things that are more modestly uh, you know, conservative. And one of the things that you have to help folks decide if that's even something that they want to do is for Unlock Your Wealth radio listeners, they can go to your website and they can get a free trial, right? That's correct. For two weeks, you can try everything we have with, with no obligation. Okay. And the name of your website again it's borntosell.com. And I also want to mention for listeners that there is a free tutorial as well. So, you know, if you're kind of nervous or hesitant and you're like, wow, this sounds like me, this, you know, I need income. Maybe I'm getting ready to retire and, and I got spanked a little bit in the stock market a few years ago. You can take and learn how to do this and, and from his tutorial and his free trial. Thanks so much for being a part of the show, Mike. And for those of you driving around without a pencil, never fear, unlockyourwealthradio.com here where you can surf over to Mike's show page and get all the linky links to his borntosell.com website, his tutorials for free, and your free two-week trial all by visiting our website. Make sure you stay right where you are because we have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the Keys to Riches coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 
Heather Wagonhalls here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the midday news report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Hall, thanking you so much for stopping by. And it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It is that time for the Keys to Riches. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the broadcast. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us today. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich, and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here at the Unlock Your Wealth radio program. And this week's key is take action, make assessment. And we're going to go green for this. And green, I am meaning like organic, like power fruits, vegetables, lettuce. Yeah, sort of. And what we're going to do is we're going to do (laughs) cabbage. Yeah, there we go. Cabbage, like moolah, cabbage. I forgot about that. That's a good one. Woohoo! Way to go, Michael. So if you want more cabbage, you need to do this organic assessment for you. Now, it's very simple for folks, and you hear a lot of those money gurus hammer you about budget. You got to have a budget. You know, you're like nothing if you don't have a budget. Well, you know, budgets, in my opinion, are for the birds, and we actually have a key, as you will find out later on in the series, that we break our budget, and we get rid of them completely, and we do something entirely different that most people don't focus on. And so instead of focusing on what we can't have and being restrictive, we create a healthy savings and spending plan instead. And so today's key falls into creating that healthy savings and spending plan. So what we need to do is do an organic assessment first. Everybody wants to start by making a budget, but how do you know what you should put in and and kick out unless you know what your costs are? Most people don't even have a clue as to what they spend. And so... If you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put down like $500 for groceries and, you know, and various sundry items, toiletries, that sort of stuff. And like your diaper bill is more than 500 bucks a month. You're going to have a little bit of a problem, you know. So what we're going to do is an organic assessment. We're, we're not looking for just those types of inconsistencies. We're looking for something else. And I want to be clear that I'm not going to give you all the good stuff because, The way the brain works, and because this is brain-based financial literacy, we don't want to put up too many red flags, and we don't want to put up too many things that are going to change the way we do what we do. And we're going to do an organic assessment by simply saving receipts. So all you need to do is get a big manila envelope, like a 9 by 12 maybe you need a couple of them if you are a business person and you have to travel and you have to expense receipts and all of that good stuff. But you need to save receipts, all right? And you're going to save receipts for everything, 
All right. If you run into the corner convenience store to get a pack of smokes or a soda or something while you're pumping gas and you pay cash, you need to get a receipt. If you give your kids allowance, you need to get a receipt. If you spend money at the vending machine, they obviously don't dispense receipts. You need to create a receipt. And it can just be simply a sticky. And on that sticky note, you want to write the date and how much you spent and what it was for. So if it was like vending machine, you know, two bucks for a pop. I can't even believe pops are two bucks now. But yeah, two bucks for a pop at a vending machine, whatever it is. Um, We want to be very careful that we don't do anything but collect them in this envelope. Do not look at them. Do not create a spreadsheet. Don't try to be like, oh, oh, Heather wants me to do this. I'm going to be like so way organized and I'm going to like enter all this stuff into like this cool spreadsheet and I'm going to make this whole deal because we don't want to alert the area of the brain called the reticular activating system, the RAS. So this is the part of the brain that like while you're like walking on the sidewalk and you've got somebody next to you and you're reading the paper or you're focused on your phone and you're reading a text message and you manage to step around the pile of dog dew and evade falling in the open manhole and you're not even looking where you're going, it's this reticular activating system that is kind of paying attention to stuff around you. Or like when you've got highway hypnosis and all of a sudden you're driving on this highway for hours and then like a coyote cuts in front of you and you're like, and you slam on the brakes and you miss the coyote. So that's the reticular activating system. So it's looking for something that's different or it's looking for a change in the the scenario because the brain is basically lazy. So it's got this little guy, this area of the brain that focuses on stuff. And if we start paying attention to what we're spending, we might not spend as we usually do because this is not about how much, okay? Because of the way the brain works, this is about when. And we want to find out when we're spending on the things that we shouldn't be spending on. Because when we can figure out the when, we'll identify the why behind it and we can get in front of these behavior landmines. And I don't want to say too much more about it because I don't want to get your reticular activating system all excited. So all we're going to do for the next six weeks is save receipts. So if you made a New Year's resolution to start saving money and cutting your debt and creating a new budget, you can do two of those three. You can start saving money. Get that dime of every dollar into a savings account. Build up enough that you can start to go invest with. You can focus on that. If you want to pay off that, great. But don't change your habits. We just want to observe them on the slide. So that's why we're just stuffing this envelope because we want to be able to catch the one and why because we spend differently at different times of the month. So imagine, if you will, you just get paid and all of a sudden, like your, your friends call you up and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's Friday night. So like, let's totally hit the mall and like get a new outfit and then we'll go out dancing or something. And then, so you go, you get this fabulous outfit that you spent probably way too much on because your girlfriends are like, oh my God, you look so great. You must have that. And you're like, okay. And then like you go to the bar and you're like, hey, I just got paid like first rounds on me. And then, you know, at the end of the paycheck before the next one comes, like you're still out with everybody, but like either you're charging stuff or you're like, dude, can I bum a cigarette? Hey, can you buy me a drink? I'll catch you next time. And so we get on these roller coasters financially. 
And there's a reason behind it, and it's not what you think. And so we don't want to set up too many things by, by going through it right now. So we just want you to start saving your receipts. And for the next six weeks, that's all we're going to do because on our seventh key, we are going to break the budget. But we've got to put a few other pieces in place before we get there. Plus, we need time to evaluate it. So we need to be able to capture the beginning of the pay period and the end of the pay period. We also spend differently at the beginning of the month versus the end of the month because of depending on when rent and car payments are due or mortgage payments and school tuition and all of that good stuff, we behave differently. And what we're trying to analyze isn't the money, but we're trying to analyze the behavior. So what we want to do is, again, 9 by 12 envelope. Stuff it with your receipts. That's all we're going to do. And we're going to do this, and we're going to be fabulous about it. We're not even going to think about it. So, like, technically... Just don't even think about you being like on a new money management commitment because you got like six more weeks before you can really get started. You're still going to be learning along the way. And so if you did make a New Year's resolution that you are going to be managing your money better in 2014, you will just not right this minute. But you got to do the organic assessment first. It's got to be under the radar. So we can, we can capture our true behaviors because otherwise we'll start like acting differently and doing things differently. And that's just going to not be good because then we won't have what we need to have to make the long-lasting changes that we need. So that's it for this week's key. For your key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit the website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts like Mike Scanlon, strategies and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio, for Michael Terry and Carrie Kathy, I'm Heather Wagonhall. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 